Before we dive into today's episode about love, I want to take a moment to thank our amazing partner for the Advent series, the Christian Standard Bible, or the CSB. It's a translation of the Bible written in clear, readable language, and there are cover options to match every type of personality, not to mention so many different features that serve as resources for the way you uniquely engage with God's Word. They've got a really cool option for our mini BFFs. It's called the Explorer Bible for Kids. There are so many engaging extras included to help the Bible come alive for kids. It has all these illustrations and images and facts included throughout the pages that do just what the title says. They help your kids put on their Explorer hats and really dig into Scripture. There are even QR codes you can scan to link to videos. I followed the one next to the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. It was the sweetest video talking with some kids about what it looks like to be loving in real life. It was so cute and genuinely helpful. So visit lifeway.com slash CSB to see all of the CSB Bibles you can choose from and use the code TSF to save an extra $10 off any order over $40. Since there are already great holiday discounts on these Bibles, this is a really awesome deal. Again, that's lifeway.com slash CSB and use the code TSF, like that sounds fun, for $10 off any order over $40. Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. We are in the home stretch of the Advent series, only two days left. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. And as a reminder, we've been observing Advent since four Sundays before Christmas, and it marks the time that the church really slows down, and we have done that. Looking forward to Jesus coming first at Christmas when he did 2,000 years ago and his promised return again. As we wait, there are these gifts for us like here and now. And during Advent, we've spent time each weekday on the podcast focusing on hope and peace and joy and love, those gifts that are each represented by an Advent candle. And so far, we've had a week all about hope and a week all about peace and a week all about joy. So be sure to go back and listen to those if you haven't already. And make sure you catch the first three days of the Love week from this week. We've talked about why love matters and how to love our lives and how to look for love all around us. And today we're going to be brave and tackle what it looks like to love even when we don't want to. So be sure you're following along in your Advent series guidebook. That's where you can find your scriptures we reference and questions and prompts some journal space. And you can find the guidebook and all of our other Advent resources at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. Okay, friends, let's do this. Welcome to the Advent series, Love Day 4, Love When You Don't Want To. Did you already roll your eyes just hearing or reading the title of today? I know, I know, me too. Loving when we don't want to feels like a thing we were told to do when we were kids, being nice and all, either at school or at home or in Sunday school. But if we are thinking about gifts for next year, if we're thinking about the oil that covers, if we are thinking about what it could look like to win some battles that we keep losing, loving when you don't want to is actually a war tactic. Oh, y'all are gonna get me preaching. Okay, it happens on the internet when people are cruel. Y'all usually jump to my defense before I even get to defend myself, and I am grateful. But you and I both know when we see someone being unkind to someone else that we care about, love isn't the first thing we want to express. But the rare times it happens in our little internet world, y'all really do seem to model love so much better than I do. But also it's when I feel jealous, right? Like when envy turns up in me, when someone else gets what I want, 
or when someone else succeeds where I failed, right? Like even thinking about the Kayla Fan Awards, right? Like Sadie Robertson won. I adore Sadie. I love her so much. And she came up and said, Annie, I voted for you. I was like, me too. (laughs) And she still won, right? And the practice, the practice we get to do when people that we love or people we don't love, but in the Sadie's case, someone that I love wins and I lose, that practice actually makes us who we want to be. That practice of loving the person more makes us who we want to be. Every time, I I hope that every time jealousy raises its head toward me, I hope that I immediately counteract it with an opportunity that's a better one, (laughs) right? When I feel that envy, when I feel that jealousy, because we all feel it, right? Like our feelings can ride, they just don't get to drive. So, So what gets to drive is truth and is love. And so when I feel jealous or when I feel envy, you know what I do? I let, what actually drives is I do the opposite. I share a graphic. Uh, I send a text. I tell y'all to go follow someone else. I tell you, I, I just start doing everything I can to get the jealousy away from me. I congratulate someone, even if it's not the exact person I have the feelings about. If you just practice congratulating someone else, that deals with some of that jealousy and envy and lets love rise to the top, even when it's not what we feel. What if the opposite of love isn't hate? Often people say the opposite of love is apathy, right? But what if the opposite of love is also jealousy? Because when you feel jealous, you you don't want good for the other person. You can't, I can't love people well when jealousy is the way I'm acting not just what I'm feeling. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And what did Jesus say about love? A lot. He said a lot about love, you guys. In Luke chapter 10, this is verses 25 through 27 in the CSB version. Then an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he asked him. How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So let's look at some ways that we can actively love so that we win battles. For starters, love others when you don't want to. This is the one you probably expected. It is hard to love people. It's just hard. We are all very human. It is hard to love people. And it when people disagree with you politically, I mean, what do we do when someone claims Christ but absolutely disagrees with a policy or a law that we find core to the gospel? How do we love then? We've been talking about this a lot on the podcast because I think it matters a ton. And what about when someone is unkind to someone that we love or unkind to us? What about when it is a people group that we do not respect? What if it is someone on the other side of the internet that we have decided we hate? You would never say that. I would never say that. We wouldn't say that we hate them, but we've decided that person is not on my team. 
How do we love then? It is always different up close. This is the sentence I'd encourage you to say to yourself over and over again. When you find someone you do not like, when you find someone who has hurt you, when you are in a situation where someone disagrees with you wholeheartedly, but you know you want to love, say to yourself, this would be different if we were up close. In fact, my friend Manda Carpenter, who's an author, wrote a book that I love. And she says, you'd actually love everyone if you knew their whole story. And that's true about the people you share a house with and the people you share a church with and the people you share nothing with. You would actually love everyone if you knew their whole story. There's a pastor that is pretty well known. I won't say his name because I love him now, but I didn't when this story was happening. He's pretty well known and my experience of him through the internet was less than. And I thought, oh, this guy, you know, the friend, you know, this guy, oh, this guy. He was totally this guy to me until we both get invited to the same dinner in another town and we're sitting down to eat. And by the end of the meal, I'm like, I love this guy. Everything is different up close. Everything's different up close. Doesn't mean you need to follow everybody on the internet, but everything is different up close. I, Once I sat at a table with the person I thought I didn't like, I recognized that I actually could love them. The other thing I say to myself, besides everything is different up close, is I say everyone used to be a third grader. Everyone used to be a third grader because inside that person that is speaking unkindly to you on the internet, inside that person that has done something hateful, that has done something public, that is someone you would never vote for, That person used to be a third grader too, right? That person used to be a kid and some things have happened. So I don't want you to hear me saying that we excuse behavior. And I don't want you to hear me saying we put ourselves in unsafe places or situations. You can love from a distance really well. And sometimes love just looks like respecting and not gossiping and not speaking unkindly. I am not saying you gotta be everybody's best friend. I'm not saying that everybody is safe for you to be near to. What I'm saying is that Jesus told us to love everyone. Everyone is everyone. So you have to love others even when you don't want to and you have to love yourself when you don't want to. Love others as you love yourself. Now, listen, this isn't a self-love conversation, the kind of self-love that says, this is me, take me or leave me. There is no room for improvement here. I I am not saying never change or work to be the best version of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually. Y'all know I want to live to be 100. I want to go from two digits to three. And so every day I've got to be working on my physical, mental, and spiritual growth. So I'm not saying stay the same, but what if you believe that God made you on purpose? Even when you make a mistake, even when you do something embarrassing, even when your pants don't fit too big or too small, even when the dress that used to fit hangs too loose now because you aren't nourishing your body, even when your brain doesn't work like you wish it did. It's an actual battle plan. It's an actual rebuttal to the lies of the devil where you say, nah, man, I am growing and changing and choosing health over and over for my body, mind, and soul. But also 
I love how God made me. We can hold both of those things. And we love God even when we don't want to. Remember, our feelings can ride. They don't get to drive. And it's the first thing that Jesus told us to do, actually, is to love the Lord your God. Hear me say, it is totally fair to not feel like wanting to turn towards God. But if we're talking to our guys in D.C. talk, didn't they say love is a verb? Apparently, John Mayer said it too. It's a thing we do, not a thing we feel first. Now, listen, I'm not a fake it till you make it person, but I am 100% a do what you want to do, be who you want to be before you feel that you are kind of person. And with God, we love anyways. We love anyways. Don't let your circumstances tell you about God. Learn about God and let that inform your circumstances. If he is all loving, how does that inform your circumstances? I I got an Instagram DM a few weeks ago from a young woman who is absolutely heartbroken about how something has turned out in her life. And she said, how do you feel about God when he isn't answering your prayers? I mean, I, I hear you, and we're, we're allowed to have feelings, but I can't decide how I feel about God based on what's happening with what I'm praying. I have to decide how I feel about God no matter what happens when I pray. I have to decide what I know about God, what I love about God, what I experience with God actually isn't based on my circumstances. It's based on who He is, and that does not change. This is Colossians 1, verses 3 through 6 in the CSB. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope. This hope, y'all remember this hope. You have already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. The love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. The love you have for others is because of the hope reserved for you. That's how we do it. That's how we love when we don't want to, is we remember there is this hope stored up for us that we can pull from, (laughs) we can withdraw from so that we can love others well. This is the message version. Our prayers for you are always spilling over into thanksgivings. We can't quit thanking God, our Father, and Jesus, our Messiah, for you. We keep getting reports on your steady faith in Christ, our Jesus, and the love you continuously extend to all Christians. The lines of purpose in your lives never grow slack. Tightly tied as they are to your future in heaven, kept taut by hope. We love when we don't want to by holding on to that hope that is kept taut. I love that. I love that picture. That's how we love when we don't want to because there's always hope.
Oh, friends, lines of purpose kept taught by hope. That's how we love even when it's tough. Remembering the hope that's in it. Be sure to spend some time engaging with the questions in your Advent Series guidebook and jump over to the Advent Series Facebook group if you need some encouragement. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And I bet I speak for you and me both when I say the one thing that sounds fun to me is a whole episode with Santa Claus himself. Well, it's waiting for you in your feed today to infuse a little extra joy into your life. We'll see you back here tomorrow to wrap up Love Week and to conclude our Advent series. Ugh, will I be a tiny bit sad it's over? Yes, yes, yes. Am I glad we have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and in my family Christmas Eve coming up? Also, yes, always Annie, right? Okay, y'all go listen to Santa. We'll see you back here tomorrow.